0: Are you ready, Mr. McGee?
1: Uh, yeah. No, I'm always ready. I'm, I'm, I'm just not. I'm so happy. I'm not fired again. I'm just here. <laughs> Be quiet. What, it, what, my boy say? I'm just here, so I don't get fined. That's it. I'm. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Crazy.
0: All right, let's go. Okay, let's okay. go. Ready? Yep. Okay. Waiting for Desmond to get situated?
1: No, he's done. We're good. Okay. We're live everywhere. In fact, people are already watching
0: us. Stop. This. Okay, go. Already Okay.
1: Action. Well, yes. I hope that's on the internet so everybody can see that, whatever that was. It's the
0: little action thing. Sure,
1: producer, make sure you keep that, whatever that is. Please, thanks.
0: Okay, go. Go. Ready?
1: Yeah, you hope it's your show. <laughs> What she's trying to say is welcome everybody to the podcast to the empower Oh, okay, ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we should leave it off. No. Yeah, leave it off. Go, stop. come on. Okay, shh. Come on. Shh. <laughs> okay,
0: okay, 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 <clears> okay.
1: <throat> I don't know what that was. We're going to start over.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Empower You Financial Podcast. I am your host, Eva Palacios. <laughs>
1: and I am Damien McGee, your co-host. Why are you laughing? Because it took us 87 <laughs> minutes to get to that point, for those who don't know. I hope it's still in there, but in case y'all didn't hear it, there's literally like 20 minutes of pre-prep prep stuff.
0: I had to get ready.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right. What, Make I don't... sure
0: my vocals are good.
1: Me too. I had to do my hair, my makeup, <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, so, all right. So, um. Today, so, so last week we were talking about um, your favorite topic. I won't say the word again so you don't get all round up. Um, but but what, what came up was, what well, they don't know what you do know, right? Yeah. So what it made me think about was all the stuff that people don't know or that consumers don't know. And there's a lot of stuff that we've been taught and told um, that I later found out wasn't really true. Um, and so I'm gonna ask you some of those questions. We're gonna do kind of like a Q and A type of thing. Okay. Um, so I'm just gonna shoot off a question or a thought, and then you tell me, or not me, you tell the listeners, you know, <laughs> why why it's wrong, or if it's right, and okay. and we go from there, right?
0: Ooh, so hot seat. Hot seat. Hot seat with even Hot ratios. seat. And Let's if you get go. too
1: good, I'm gonna make the questions trickier. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if that's possible, but <laughs> <laughs> this is your topic. <laughs> your answers might be too tricky for me. I'll be like, wait, what'd you mean? Um okay all right so let's start with um the the simplest one right checking your score um i used to think you know i I'd, I'd check my score like once a year like when i got my report cuz um if i checked it too many times it was going to mess up my score like it was like an inquiry or something so first question checking your score can you check your score too much and does it impact your your score
0: you, as the consumer, have every right to check in your credit as often as you like, whenever you like, and it does not impact your credit score. Okay. And the best ways, the best ways to check your reports and scores, um, some years back, because identity theft was such a growing crime, um, a law was passed where every individual can access their annual credit report for free, um, however, when COVID hit, the annual credit report became, you can check whenever you want credit report. Right. So um, you simply go to www.annualcreditreport.com or you can call the annual credit report phone number. If you go online, obviously you can view and print all three of your reports right then and there. However, the difference is those are what's called consumer reports. They do not come with credit scores. Okay because the law the law that was created and passed was to help reduce identity theft credit bureaus don't care about your credit scores when you're a victim of identity theft all they care about is making sure you you get the right you get to see the information that's on your report right so the annual credit reports are just consumer reports they are very thorough they they can also looking at them the first time it can be very intimidating. I was
1: going to say that thing was confusing <laughs> as I get out. So confusing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um but I know how to read them so yes I can make sense of the, looks like it's in a complete different language. Yes. Um. So if you go online, you can view and print them right then and there. You call over the phone. Uh, they will mail you hard copies of them. Okay. So that's the best resource to use. If you, you know, just want it for free and for very often, like you could order them every single month if you wanted to now, because I don't think they've, they've changed it back. I, right. I guess it's still COVID. I don't know. Um. But my most favorite is Experian.com. Okay. Experian.com gives you all three reports with FICO scores on a trial basis. This means it's free until the trial ends. And sometimes it's a seven-day trial. Sometimes it's a 14-day. Sometimes it's a 30-day. So be mindful when you go online to Experian.com or you download the app. Be mindful and aware of when that trial ends because... In essence, if you don't want to pay a monthly subscription to get all three reports and scores all the time, then you want to cancel that trial so that you don't have to worry about paying for it okay. um
1: so checking your score does not negatively impact your score
0: you as a consumer, nope, not at all
1: got it okay what about so when when my um when my credit was pretty bad and i and I didn't really know how to fix it, and I kept getting what I fit what I now know are wrong answers. Um, I kind of just hit a point where I was like, forget it. They they say the stuff will fall off at some point anyway, so I'll just wait. Yeah. Um, one, is it true that things will just fall off your credit? And two, <laughs> is that the right approach to take?
0: <laughs> um, Things do not just fall off. You have to realize that there are billions of people in this world, and the credit bureaus – like let's be real they're not monitoring everybody's credit every single month to see when things can be deleted so it's up to you as a consumer it's up to you as a consumer to look at your credit reports take a look at things like um the fair credit reporting act that states certain items can stay on your credit report for seven years and then you can have them deleted And other items can stay for 10 years and then you can have them deleted. So no, things don't just fall off. It's our responsibility as consumers to become educated about our credit and what's on our report and mark our calendars for when it's time to delete these items. Now, let me add, we never want to delete positive information.
1: So how do I know the difference?
0: Well, so your credit report, the credit report. If you're going to look at Experian.com or even the annual credit report, they categorize negative items. So generally speaking, if you're doing the Experian report and you print it in color or you view it in color, you can see that negative items are generally classified with red, the color red. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's safe to say negative items are things like late payments, you know, 30, 60, 90, 120s, Um, Unpaid collections, charged off, you know, even things that are, you know, in public record. If those are all more than seven years old, seven years from the time that they were placed for collections, seven years from the time they were last reported delinquent, this is important because if you, let's say, had a late payment, I don't know, six years ago, and then you had another late payment a year ago on that same account, both of those don't get removed in seven years. It's going to be seven years from the time that the late was reported. So every 30-day late, 60 late, 90-day late, whatever it is, every late has its own seven-year clock. That's why it's super important that if we're late, we're not late often, number one, and number two... If we have had late in the past, make sure moving forward you're not late again because that is a new late, which means it's a whole new seven year rule.
1: So what's the what's the magic number for the if I'm late or if I if I was late? Let's just say I had a bad spell and bills got out of control and I didn't know what was happening and or whatever and and I'm back on track, right? What's the magical um timeline to say, look, you need to be current on your payment. Like there's nothing you can do about those. Now you need to be current for X number of months or X number of years for for creditors to know, okay, this person is is okay. Right. Like if if I was late six months ago, are they gonna are they gonna punish me for that forever? Or what does that look like?
0: Right. So when it comes to let's say a 30 day late payment mm-hmm. or a 60 day, you know, something that was a month or two months late. Ultimately, the credit score and creditors only focus on the two most recent years. Okay. So today, back 24 months, what does that payment history look like? Anything older than that, while the law says it can sit because it's not older than seven years, the credit score only cares about the most two recent years. So, and and yeah, you know, life happens and, and we might be late and doesn't mean we're doomed forever, but as time goes by and that late payment becomes older than two years, then it doesn't factor into that credit score anymore.
1: It's almost like, and this is, I know you'll kill me as a credit coach hearing me say this. <laughs> so, so to anyone listening, this is not advice and it's definitely not advice coming from Eva, but. It's almost like if you're going to be struggling, struggle for a consistent 30 to 60 days and figure out how to get yourself out of it and then be clean. Right. It's because because it feels like it does bigger damage or more damage if you're like, well, I'm only late every six months or so, because then Mm -hmm. what you're actually doing is restarting this process yes you know what i mean and
0: every late has its own seven-year rule yeah so and 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 you're
1: restarting the two years of clean and credit you're restarting history
0: starting the two years every Absolutely. time you're late yeah. and and not only that like it's so important to put try to put yourself in the creditors situation right like creditors want to lend you money
1: Uh, That's how they they make money. Yes. 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 They
0: want to lend you money because they want to make money by charging you interest and fees. At the end of the day, they're going to look at your credit report. If they see that you've had, I don't know, five years worth of on-time payments and then you were late one time six months ago. Yeah. Like that's that, that might, you know, raise some eyebrows. But if you're late, you know, six months ago on 10 of your accounts are going to be like, okay, wait a minute. You like, just let everybody go. What happened? Right. And, and some lenders may even allow you to submit what happened. Cause yeah. Other lenders won't, but what's most important is yes, is to protect your payment history as much as possible. And if you are late one time and you've never been late before, you can call your creditors and ask for help. Mm-hmm. Tell them, I've been with you for five years. I suffered a hardship. It's 30 day late. Can One time courtesy. Can you get it? Can you remove it? Can you delete it from my credit report? Yeah. Some will say yes. Yeah. No problem.
1: But even if they don't, I think it's important for people to understand. Like you, The biggest thing, especially with credit cards, yes. is when you're doing your budget, when you're figuring out and somebody's telling you, don't worry about that thing. Put all this money over here to pay that off. That's fine. Paying off debt and getting out of debt. But but at a minimum, you should be making minimum payments so that nothing is late. Because Absolutely. paying off one debt versus the the impact of paying off one debt, the positive impact of paying off one debt will not outweigh the negative impact of one late payment.
0: Absolutely. Right. Payment history is... The number one driving factor to the credit score. Yeah. So if anything goes south, your credit score can go south too.
1: Yep. So, so so make minimum payments across the board no matter what.
0: Definitely. At least minimum payments. And and a lot of people forget about the automatic payment option.
1: Yeah. Auto know Yeah, you told me that, of course.
0: Auto pay. <laughs> auto pay, guys. And I know sometimes it's it might be scary or intimidating. Like, well, wait a minute. Well, I don't know if I'm going to have money in my account for them to automatically pay. Hey, That's my creditors. Yeah, yeah. We need to get good about our finances. Yeah. Like, how can we not have at least $30 in our account to be able to auto pay? Yeah. And 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 I, I've been there. I've been there where I've gotten a late fee on a couple of my accounts because I'm just I'm traveling. I've got business. I've got kids. Like I'm doing all kinds of stuff. And then I forget that you know, an annual renewal of some type of scrip- subscription mm-hmm. kicks in on a card that I'm not using anymore because I switched all over here and I forget and then, boom, I get notification that your payment's late and I'm like, wait a minute, what?
1: Yeah, for what card, what for thing? For what card? Yeah. And we
0: need somebody like me with like 24 cards. Like, yeah. it can get crazy. Yeah. So, at the very least, every account that you have should be on an automatic payment. Yep. One, to prevent a late fee. Yep number two most importantly to prevent that late from being from reporting onto your credit report yeah
1: yeah now, that was a game changer for me all my when you told me that all my cards on an automatic payment and so then it's now i don't like you said there's i know i have one card where i think my canva bill goes to it's yeah. like 12 dollars every month which i already know if it wasn't an automatic payment i would forget it yeah. i i just know i would right it's the card has a $12,000 limit and there's a $12 payment going through it but because it's on auto pay I don't even worry about it right. Like it goes on it comes off it yeah, goes on it comes bucks. off yeah, yeah. and the credit people think I'm the greatest thing ever and I'm just Absolutely. like Dude, whatever so yeah. alright okay here's another one so I remember back in the day you're frustrated you got a card balance is going up like crazy and you finally get it paid off and the the first thing that you do is you say I'm about to pay this X card off. And I'm closing it. That's it. That's literally the thought that everyone has. Yeah. Is that the right thing to do? And no. if so, why? And if not, what? Okay. No. Then clearly no. So <laughs> didn't even give you the options yet, but no. why not? Why? No,
0: no. Okay. So yes. So no, we do not want to close out any credit cards because credit cards are the only thing that can be open on a credit report for years. Okay. Like, I, I have clients that have credit cards open for 50 years. Okay. Mortgages, they get paid off in 30 years. Any loans, the moment the balance turns to zero... It's it's done. It's closed. It's done. There's no more history that can be built. And because it's now paid off, you don't get as many points Mm -hmm. off of an open active paying account anymore. Mm -hmm. So credit cards need to be opened forever. Now, I know it can be very frustrating. And again, it's these bad past experiences that make us so mad that we act on impulse. Like this credit card, they got, Hundreds, maybe thousands dollars out of me in interest. I don't want to ever do business with them. Let me close them out. Or credit card lowered my credit limit. Now my credit score is yucky because utilization is out of whack. Let me close this credit card. No, guys. Do not close out credit cards. What you can do is definitely pay off the balance. Stick that card in the drawer. Let it be. Mm -hmm. Let it be. Because... The longer that account is open for, the more it feeds into your credit score, giving you more points. And for the fact that it's an open account, zero balance, automatically on time, that's length of credit history. That's payment history. That's getting reported. Like all of that positively feeds into your score. That's what we want.
1: So it's it's funny because if you do the work to get it paid off and get it to a zero balance, You're actually As they used to say Back in the day Like chopping yourself Off at the knees If you close it Absolutely Because all of the benefits Of you getting it paid off Go away
0: Absolutely
1: So the idea is Pay it off Leave it
0: Stick it in the drawer
1: And let it Let it just Let it be there
0: Let it ride And depending upon What kind of account it is Here's another one Mm -hmm. But They closed out my account Due to inactivity Yeah Yes That is possible Mm -hmm which is why if you pay off a credit card balance and you don't plan on using it and you tuck it in the drawer, set your reminder, put it on your calendar, put an alarm in your phone at least once every six months, use it. Pay it off the same day, stick it right back in the drawer. Now, at the end of the day, is that a lot of work? Absolutely. But what's more work? If it gets closed out, more work trying to open up new accounts and building the history that you lost because they closed it out due to inactivity.
1: Instead of going to buy a candy bar and paying it because that's considered uses. And that's the other thing. I think people think, oh, she said, pull it out and use it and I don't want to be spending no money at this store. It's literally, like, it doesn't matter, right? Right. I can go buy a $2 bag of chips, swipe the card, and that counts.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I mean you don't need the chips don't get the chips but like, i
1: always need <laughs> chips let's just be clear i mean but, to the rest of the people know but i always need
0: but chips. But let's say it's a major card you yeah. know visa mastercard American express discover if it's a major card do what you would normally do with it go put gas pay it off the next day right or go right, buy right. groceries like you know let's not spend money just because we have to but the ones that are the department store cards where yep. or you can't use those to buy gas if it's a department store card Go to the department store. I guarantee they got candy bars, bottled waters, something at the register for a dollar or two. Use it. Buy that item. Pay it off the next day. Stick it right back in the drawer. For things to where you don't have options, go to the register and see what you can find and buy. Or maybe it's someone's birthday. Well, and I was about to say, somebody needs
1: something. And that that sounds bad. I'm not telling people to frivolously spend money. But like- There's usually always somebody in your house who needs a new pair of socks or some new underwear. There's somebody you said somebody's having a birthday, somebody, whatever. It's somebody's something. And and, and here's the thing. You don't have to if I have to spend it. Let's just say I have to I have to use this card every six months and it's for Macy's or Kohl's or something. Mm -hmm. Then I go, okay. there's no event happening right now, but I know that my children have birthdays. So at least Mm -hmm. I will get each of them a shirt every six months and throw it in a closet and give it to them later. Yeah. And the funny thing is they can take it back later if they don't want to. I don't (laughs) care. The card stayed open. That's all I care about. Yeah. So yeah.
0: And, and this is probably gonna be a whole nother topic, but this is why it's so important to build credit strategically. Yeah. So we don't end up with all the ugly accounts, the accounts that make us do more work like this, when we could be building credit in a whole nother way. And there are certain banks that you don't even have to use them for two years and they won't even close you out. As a matter of
1: fact, well, I say, they keep increasing mine.
0: Yes. As a, like, fact, <laughs> as a matter
1: of fact, as
0: a matter of fact, the good banks will keep your accounts open, increase your limits, yep. offer you zero percent interest on yep. balance transfers. Yep. And and lastly, if they're thinking about closing the account, as a matter of fact, I got a letter. They'll send you a letter saying, "Hey, we've noticed you haven't used this card for quite some time. Mm-hmm. You have 30 to 45 days to swipe, if not we'll close you out." They will send you a letter to remind you. Were the other guys? Nope. All you do it. is get an alert on one of your credit reporting services, account closed, and that is the ugliest feeling in the world. Yeah,
1: cuz you can't do anything person. about it. Like yeah. you can't reopen no, it. I mean, you, you can, can reopen it, but it doesn't it doesn't add the old stuff in there. It doesn't Correct. matter.
0: absolutely it's funny
1: that you say that about the the fab five banks that you always talk about like yeah i i don't it's just so we always talk about this it's just so funny to be in a different situation right like from 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 feeling like i was in a store and having people say please get out of my store Mm. to have i mean they weren't but well there's some Practically, story. you got the pretty woman
0: type but, of experience. But, well, I mean, we can't help you.
1: I, did I? Because I, I told you the Kohl's story, right? No. So I, where I, they didn't, they didn't put me out of the store, but, <laughs> but no, we but might wanna, not yeah, no, right, right. right. I don't want a lawsuit. I didn't. <laughs> no one put me out of the store. I like Kohls. It's fine. Yeah. Um. No, but I remember when my credit was not good. I just knew like Kohls was a Kohls and Macy's were like the kind of common cards that I felt like everybody had. Yeah. And I would keep applying for them and never get them, and I'm just like, dude. And and so what's funny is, you know, when you can't have something, it gives it more value than it actually may have, right? right? So forever, I'm like, man, Coles and Macy's. Now I know nothing about the Fab Five at the time. I know nothing about like American Express. That's not a real thing. That's never happening. So I'm still at like, if I can get this Coles and Macy's card,
0: we winning.
1: And so we winning, we're winning. What? Especially
0: what? Macy's got like name
1: brand. coffee and socks, but <laughs> but I um. I remember I first got the Coles card. I don't know what I did. I think I paid something off or like paid off some collect. I don't, who knows? First got the Coles card. They were like, congratulations. I was like, yeah, boy. <laughs> then they sent me the little thing and it was like, your limit is $300. Oh I was my like,
0: God. You mean I've been waiting all this time
1: for a funky $300? And what's crazy is you call them and ask to li- raise a the limit, they act like you're trying to steal money from them. I'm like, <laughs> Okay, cool. Like I yeah. think to this day, my Kohl's limit is like nine hundred dollars. Yeah. My discover limit is like twenty three thousand dollars. And I'm just oh. like Coles, y'all y'all don't know too much well, now. Well and but, let, let's
0: be real. Yeah. Let's be real. And and the other guys are probably gonna
1: close it. I need to go use it <laughs> speaking go
0: of, buy a candy bar. Yeah, right. Let's go buy a candy
1: bar. No, yeah. just kidding.
0: <laughs> um the other guys are going to be like, Oh, you need to rebuild credit? Go open up a department store card. Oh yeah. no, no. Go open up a jewelry card. Oh. Yeah. My jeweler's club. Yes. That is number 1 in the credit repair building world.
1: You said the words I didn't.
0: <laughs> Nails on a chalkboard. I know. <laughs> we do not want jewelry cards. What did I just say? I said, you need to use them once every (laughs) six months so they don't close you out. Are you really going to go buy jewelry every six
1: months? that's true.
0: We stay away from those guys. Otherwise, you're spending a lot of money every six months. Well,
1: Because all the the jewelry, the finger huts, all those same rules. So now I got to go buy some random stuff. Random
0: stuff that you don't even need and it's priced even Uh, more. Because they know. Because they know. And this is why we got to get so good at knowing this type of information. So we're just not spending money to protect and to build our credit no there's other ways you can do it to where you don't have to waste money
1: right yeah no that's a good one i didn't even think yeah. about that okay so here's another one that um people and for people wondering like these are either questions i used to have or stupid stuff i used to say or stuff that people still say that i hear so that's where these questions are coming from but yes. um um they're good so so i used to think and and people that i knew in my lesser credit days um Used to say, like, well, I mean, yeah, I hear what she's saying, and that's cool to fix your credit, but luckily I can still get a car loan. Like there's there's especially nowadays, there's so many companies opening up that'll give me a loan anyway. Yeah. Even if my credit's not great, including business loans. I mean, how should I really be putting effort into like all these credit cards and scores that I can't seem to get right when these people will give me a loan anyway?
0: Yes, absolutely. You should definitely be focusing on building credit strategically and getting the highest score possible. Why? Because you can borrow money from anyone. Yeah. The question is, is how much is it going to cost you to borrow it? Explain. So, for example, and, and I'm not making this up. This was actually, as a matter of fact, in my old job days when I was reviewing credit reports. I don't even know if this company still exists. I hope not. <laughs> All right. But. It was called Ugly Duckling Financing. Really, Ugly Duckling Financing, That's- along with um, ooh, Westlake Auto Financing. Okay. Anyways,
1: I think I know who they might be now, but I won't
0: say. They're them. financial institutions that will lend you money, but it's going to cost you a very high interest rate. Okay. So, yes, anybody can get an auto loan. Heck, I filed bankruptcy last week. I just got an auto loan. Yes, but it is probably at a 20 or a 30% interest rate, Mm -hmm. which then means one, yes, while you have a car that is a means of transportation, that because that interest rate is so high, that monthly payment is also high. Yeah. Which then could put you in another financial hardship. So we want to get so good at raising credit scores and, and managing our money efficiently so that we're not spending hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to buy the things that we desire to have. Because if, if you don't know better, you could be spending $50,000 on a a Honda Civic, on a $12,000 vehicle. Yep. But you don't realize it because all you're focused on is what is my monthly payment? And that's affordable right now. Not realizing that that monthly payment, tack on 25% interest, by the time you're done in five years, what that car looked like it costed, $12,000, is now $35,000. And
1: and what what people don't understand too is like, again, I'm a math nerd. So the interest is not, just the interest right so let's say for 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 easy numbers if someone says oh the car is four thousand dollars and they're only going to charge me 25 percent interest so that means i owe them one more thousand dollars and it's like no 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 Mm -mm.
0: this is an apr
1: Mm -hmm. an annual percentage rate you're paying 25 percent of what the balance is every single year so it's not just a thousand dollars it is it will be thousands of dollars by the time you're done in fact absolutely you will pay for the car or the thing three times, four times by Absolutely. the time you're done. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's not, it's not just a set number where people are like, oh, 20% more, that's only, no, no, no. This is an annual percentage rate that will continue to be charged and compounded upon over time.
0: Absolutely. Until
1: you get that thing paid off.
0: And then not only that, the dealership, they're going to be like, that's okay, you can just refinance it next year. Refinance it next year And get the interest rate lowered
1: If you had the credit to refinance it You would have got a better interest rate to begin with
0: Not to mention (laughs) one of the things That people don't realize is A year from now That car is worth, worth Worth less and now nobody is going to want to refinance you. Why? Because you're upside down. Because all you your payments have more. been interest. Yes. Yep. All your payments are interest. Yep. You owe more than what the car is worth. And the next lender is not wanting to assume that risk. Absolutely. So you have to do good, get your credit right so that you don't get into these types of loans or financial situations to where it is even more difficult to get out of later on.
1: Absolutely. 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 Mm-hmm. Um what about when people say, okay, so my credit is bad, but my best friend's credit's good or my girlfriend's credit's good or my husband's credit's good or whatever, so I'm just going to add my name to all their accounts and that should make my credit better. Mm. Is that true? <laughs> Does that work?
0: Okay. So if we're talking about getting added on as an authorized user, yep. which the industry generally calls it piggybacking, okay. where let's say your mom mm-hmm. adds you on to one of her cards as an authorized user, will that improve my credit score? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Not always. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it actually can hurt. Right. So you have to know what you're doing to really know whether or not that's going to actually increase your score. Just because they have good credit or just because they have a good paying history type credit card Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you instantly have good credit. So at the end of the day, here's how it works. They add you on as an authorized user, which means they will need things like your name, social, date of birth, and potentially address. Right because they need to call the creditor and add your name onto that account. That account, not their score, but that credit card account will now appear on your credit report. Okay. Depending upon how strong that account is, may or may not increase your score. For example, if you've got a bunch of unpaid negative collections charge-offs, or even recent late payments in the last six months, you getting added onto that card is not going to solve that problem. (laughs) It is not going to even make a dent in your credit score. The solution is let's improve the negative as much as possible so that there's no risk, no negative that's feeding into that credit score formula, then get added, And in a perfect world, you'd want to be added to something that has at least five years worth of good payment history, Mm -hmm. balance that is zero, preferably a card that's tucked away in the drawer, preferably a Fab Five, something strong to really make your credit score formula shift. Okay. Because it's it's a formula. So it may or may not help. Most of the time it does, but if you've been added and we'll get to this in a second, but if you've been added and you're like, man, this didn't even work. There's other things on your credit report that need to get resolved in order for that to actually even play a role in that score. Also, no, not the more accounts you get added on, the more your credit score will increase. The credit score formula. They ain't no fool. They ain't going to be like, oh, you got it added on on 10 perfect accounts? Sure. Now you have <laughs> now you a have 700 an score. Yeah. <laughs> no, guys. The credit score knows the difference between an authorized user account, your own individual account, a joint account. It knows the difference. The credit score max for calculating is two authorized user accounts. So anything past two don't even count. So if you're going to do it, let's do it on the best possible, strongest accounts. And that may work. But if it doesn't work, there's other underlying issues that we got to look at.
1: Got you. Got you. Well, and the other thing, too, is that it can have a. So one of the things that that is common for people to say, and it's true, they just don't necessarily have all the information. Right. Is, Is that there's a there's a whole group of people who just learned oh, if I add my kids on, I'm helping them build credit, right? I'm mm-hmm. getting their credit in a good position from when they turn 18. Yes. What they don't understand sometimes is that it's not just that simple. It's not just the adding on that's doing something. Right. You ha- To your point, you have to be adding them on to a card with good payment history, zero balances or, or under 10%, mm-hmm. um, decent limits. Like Because if not, you actually can end up hurting your kid's credit score if yeah. you put them on a card that has eighty percent utilization and you have two late payments this year, you actually just screwed yes. your kid over, not help yes. them.
0: And not only that, not just because you add them on as an authorized user doesn't mean they actually will report it onto the other person's credit report. Mm. See, I know which ones report and which ones don't. <laughs> but somebody who doesn't know they could in essence be adding them on to the wrong accounts For no yeah. and think they're building their kids credit. And really they're not. Wow. And, and that was actually a, a perfect example inside my, um, lions coaching program. Um, I love coaching couples it, it, and, and mom, no, no, no dad added son onto a credit card. Like without, like this was before coming to me. Uh-huh. Um, and the son wasn't 18 yet. He was like, 17, about to turn 18. So when son turned 18, I'm like, great, pull his credit, let's see where he's at. And nothing happened. Zero credit score. Account wasn't there.
1: Even though he'd been added.
0: Even though he had been added. And and dad had that account for five years. Oh wow. But I already knew what was gonna happen. So I'm like. I, I, you know, I kind of let people go through their thing because these are learning experiences. It's about learning Mm -hmm. and doing better. So I'm like, okay, let's see, like, out of mom and dad, who has the best possible account to make Mm -hmm. this happen? Mm -hmm. Sure enough, mom had it. Mom, add him on. We wait for this date for it to report and we'll pull the credit again. Sure enough, pull the credit report. Boom, instant 700 plus score. Wow. So yeah. So you may think, you're helping your children, but if it's not the right account or it's or or you know you're not managing it well, it could actually backfire yeah
1: so it's it's not that they don't it's not that they don't have the right information it's it's maybe that they don't have all the information Correct. or or just fully or don't fully understand the information they were given
0: absolutely and
1: so it's it's important to to know right to yeah. dig more to ask the right questions to know which things will will have the impact that you intend to have
0: absolutely yeah, yep okay
1: all yep. right. So another one, um, FICO scores. You always say, don't look at these other scores. Look at your FICO score. Don't look at the Vantage score or the, I don't know if there's other scores, but I know we talk about don't find them from all these other places. Go somewhere where there's a FICO score. But if I go to, let's say I look at my FICO score and it says 670. Mm -hmm. Does that mean – The car dealership people see a 670 and the house people see a 670 and department stores see a 670 and Visa sees a 670. Like, do I have a universal 670 or is it not that easy?
0: Definitely not. Not necessarily not that easy, but that's not the case. Here's why. Fair Isaac and Company. That's FICO.
1: Fair. What's it called?
0: It's called Fair Isaac and Company.
1: There's nothing fair about FICO,
0: users, <laughs> but fine. FICO. Fine. <laughs> um, they're the creator of the credit score. Okay. There are different variations of a FICO score. Mm-hmm. So there's like a FICO 2, FICO 3, FICO 5, most popular, FICO 8. Okay. What's coming, if it's not already here, I haven't seen people talk about it yet, but it's a FICO 10, okay. um, which that should have came out like a year ago. Anyways. <laughs> so depending upon what you're applying for, Yes, the financial institutions use FICO scores, but depending upon the product, mm-hmm. is it a mortgage loan? Is it an auto loan? Is it a personal loan? Is it a consolidation loan? Is it a credit card? Mm-hmm. They look at different versions of the FICO score. At the end of the day, it's slightly different. It shouldn't be crazy off. Okay. If it's crazy off, there's something on your credit report that we need to take a look at. Because there's something truly negative that's really weighing down that score or causing you to be a complete, a huge gap, a huge range. And some people do, you know, kind of get frustrated because they're like, Oh, well, Eva, like you told me to look at FICO scores, but I went to go do this and then this happened. And I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. Because to take it up another level, it has to do with the reporting as well. So for example, you could get your, FICO score from Experian today, and it looks like a number. Right. Or it is a number. It's a three-digit number. And then tomorrow, you go apply for the car loan or whatever loan you're trying to get, and the score is different. The question is, is what happened between today and yesterday?
1: Oh, yeah. Because a, a balance, card reported. Or a, did yep. a
0: balance increase? Did yep. something decrease? Did a late you have to compare apples to apples. The only way to do that is looking at your report from yesterday and looking at the report today, side by side, what doesn't match. And so I encourage everybody that when they are looking at their credit reports, especially on Experian, make sure you save a PDF copy of that report. Because once a new report comes, comes out, It replaces the old report and you can't see the old PDF version anymore. Mm. You only see the new version. So if you're wondering, like, how did my score change in a week? Like what happened? Every time you go on there, save a PDF copy of your report to your computer. And when your score changes, save a new one side by side and look to see what's different.
1: So it's not, and so it's, and so it's not just. Every 30 days either then I mean because if if you have cards reporting all throughout that 30 days so so literally if you're going to go get a car apply for a car on Tuesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon you should probably be checking your credit Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning
0: Yeah, absolutely right it's not the
1: credit it's not when you checked it on Saturday and you're like oh we're good to go Tuesday because it could have changed on Monday
0: yes absolutely Yeah, Yeah. because when you pull and you check your credit, it's giving you a a picture of what's happening at that time. Yeah. But the real question is, is when do the creditors update your credit report? Because if you pull it on the 30th, but your creditors don't update until the first, and then you go get the call on the first, that score could be different. Yep. So yeah, you got to be familiar with, Um, When your creditors report to the bureaus, Mm -hmm. in a perfect world, obviously you would know ahead of time, all my balances are zero, I got excellent payment history, I've been doing this, this, and this. So that with confidence, when you go apply for something, you walk in there having the posture knowing you're already approved because you've been properly educated.
1: Okay, so... I, the the last question I want to ask you, I think I don't know how much how long we are, but um, the last question I want to ask you is is um, and it's a common one. It's it's inquiries when people are like, you know, I'm going to pay. I got to get all these inquiries move inquiries removed from my report. Mm-hmm. They're killing my score. Um, you know, I tried to get these credit cards and I applied for five and I got denied. And th- those are killing my scores. Forget everything else you're talking about. I have too many inquiries on my report or. Credit repair, the credit repair people said, first thing we need to do is get these inquiries removed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How big of an impact is that for real? And is that even where I should be focusing?
0: So inquiries can be deleted after three years. So they can stick for three years. Okay. At the end of the day, inquiries only count for about 1% of your credit score. Okay. It's not that big of a deal okay. not compared to payment history not compared to utilization I'm like who is talking this stuff <laughs> long story short we need to get good at only applying for credit when we absolutely need it when there's intention this is what we're trying to do mm-hmm. and knowing we're going to get approved mm-hmm. Here's why. Yes, if you have too many inquiries and denials, meaning you apply for something, you get denied, too many negative inquiries, a.k.a. too many denials, eventually the creditor looking at your credit report will look at that as bad. Because again, so again, let's put ourselves in the financial institution's shoes. If you are applying for a $10,000 loan or credit card or whatever you're applying for, I'm looking at your credit report and I'm looking to see how much risk Mm -hmm. are you? Mm -hmm. What's your score? What what does your score look like? Mm -hmm. What are the payment history in the last two years? What's utilization? Who have you been applying for credit with? Right. And if I see too many inquiries and I don't see open active accounts resulting from the inquiries, I'm like, well, what's going on? Do other people not trust that person? Mm -hmm. If they haven't been approved over there, I'm not going to take the risk. Right. I'm going to deny them. Right. That's what the credit score is looking at, too. So in a perfect world, we would only apply for credit knowing we are going to get approved because here's how it works. You apply for credit. We wait 30 days, that account that's approved pops up on your credit report as an open active account. Mm -hmm. Credit score sees that timeline. Hence, when you apply for credit score dips a little bit, nothing permanent. Mm -hmm. As long as the account is open, resulting from that inquiry, then credit score increases. But depending upon the account that's opened, strong accounts versus not so strong accounts will determine how many points you'll actually get credit score wise. So we want to apply for the better accounts so that not only do we get the better accounts, but we'll get more points towards our score Mm -hmm. because it's a favorable account. Got it. So no, not that it's too many inquiries messes the credit score. It's too many inquiries that result in denials mess can mess with the credit score
1: so 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 don't waste your money paying people to remove inquiries
0: definitely don't waste i've heard people pay like three to five hundred dollars to remove inquiries and i'm like for real what in the world hey listen
1: uh I'm going to put my address in the show notes.
0: Right? Y'all
1: send me $300. I will remove your inquiries. Well,
0: and the thing is, is that they don't even get removed because they can stick for three years.
1: I will try to remove your inquiries.
0: (laughs) No, we will probably educate you and letting you know we do not pay attention to this nonsense. Right. Let's focus on the driving factors of the credit score so you can actually really see your score move.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. So let's see. So let me think about some of the stuff we talked about. Um, Do not waste money trying to get inquiries removed.
0: Nope.
1: Do not think just because you are adding somebody as an authorized user, you are helping them do your homework, get some more information. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, anybody can get a loan. Mm -hmm. But how much will that loan cost you?
0: Absolutely.
1: And I would say for the most part, whatever FICO score you see, should be relatively close to all of your FICO scores. So Correct. if you're checking your score in the right place, then you should be getting the right information to make moves. However, that score is only as good as the moment you are looking at it it's true. because it can change. Absolutely. Did I get it. All right.
0: Yeah.
1: I feel like I'm learning all this stuff over again. Like, yeah,
0: it's cause you already know it. I feel like <laughs> No, but
1: I, when you say it, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. All right. I feel yeah. like I'm taking notes every episode.
0: Yeah.
1: Cool. Cool. Well, I think that's it. Um, Thank everybody for listening, and we will see you guys next week.
0: Yes. Thanks, guys. Take a look at what you see, what I become. It ain't hard to tell, young legend of my icon.